The PBS NewsHour podcast is supported in part by Dana-Farber Cancer Institute. What if we could block a protein to stop runaway cell division? Dana-Farber Cancer Institute laid the foundation for CDK4-6 inhibitors, drugs designed to treat many advanced breast cancers. Learn more at DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. Graduation season is in full swing at colleges and universities around the country. Even though the pandemic is easing its grip in the U.S., it has triggered many bigger questions about what schools should be doing in the months to come. We start a special series tonight and begin with the latest on community colleges. They have long been seen as an opportunity for students of all backgrounds to earn a degree. But those same students have been some of the hardest hit by the pandemic and many have had to drop out. Hari Srinivasan reports for our series, Rethinking College. May of 2019, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I was carrying my second son. I was 16 weeks pregnant. Come on, guys. By the time Fandria Preston finally finished her cancer treatment, COVID-19 had shut down much of the country. But after 10 years as a medical assistant, in the middle of a pandemic, the mother of three decided to go to community college. My husband was like, you need to do something. He was like, you know how you're a task-oriented, driven person. He was like, you're going to need to do something. So he was like, go to school for cybersecurity. Now, in her first semester at Northern Virginia Community College, Fandry is able to do all of her classes online, take care of her kids at home, and is already applying for jobs. But that's not the story for many community college students in the U.S. right now. Between the fall of 2019 and the fall of 2020, nationwide enrollment in public two-year colleges dropped 10%. This spring, the slide continued, and it was even worse among students of color. Colleges enrolled around 14% fewer Black and Latinx students and nearly 20% fewer Indigenous students. My youngest son was getting an award at school, and he didn't tell me. And as a mom, that really broke my heart. It was kind of in that moment I knew that I needed to get one job that would be able to um, help me provide for my family. At the time, Felicia Oscar was working three jobs. But now, the single mother of six is working on her associate's degree at Madera Community College in Central California. She's a survivor of domestic violence and wants to use her degree to one day open a shelter. I wake up at 3 a.m. in the morning and I put a computer desk and a computer in my closet so that I could actually have a quiet area to study. But when the coronavirus came to California, work dried up and the family was forced to stay at home. For Felicia, school became overwhelming. Our internet wouldn't work. Then we couldn't, our, the Zooms were crashing. There was no space. So you got to think about it. There's six school-age children, right, from college all the way down to elementary. Plus me, I'm in college. We're all trying to log into Zooms. We're all trying to do our homework. It's just so much noise. It was, it was so, you couldn't focus. So last summer, she dropped out. And this is a highlight palette. After getting a makeup resale business up and running and better adjusting to remote life, Felicia had enough funds and confidence to return to school last fall. So what should schools be doing for students like you? I know a lot of people um, lost their jobs. Um, so there was a worry about food or rent. Um, just remind them of the services available, that there's support, you know, there's psychological services on, ca on campus, there's counselors, academic counselors on campus. At the College of Southern Nevada, the state's largest college, they're hoping to bring back students like Felicia. This fall, the school's enrollment declined 12% from the year before. The school sits in the heart of Las Vegas, 
that's a hub for hospitality and tourism. And at its peak last April, unemployment in the city hit 33%. Federico Zaragoza, the College of Southern Nevada's president, says the economic shutdown had an immediate impact on his students. Financial reasons uh, was the primary reason given for students stopping out. Almost 40% uh, of those students uh, had a scenario where they had to decide between rent, food, and, 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 and a college expense. And many of our students uh, uh, were more comfortable with an in-person environment than online courses. Zaragoza hopes that by connecting students to financial assistance, food pantries, and mental health counseling, they can help students get back on a successful career path. Even if you have more people looking for work, if the skills that they bring aren't aligned to the skills required by employers, you're still going to have structural unemployment. Why has this decline been so severe? Tom Brock and his colleagues at Columbia University's Community College Research Center have pored over U.S. Census data and find households with community college students are harder hit. In a lot of these households, if the breadwinners lose their job, the person who might be going to community college might be drafted in to help the house. Absolutely. And it's important to remember that it may be the breadwinner himself or herself who's the community college student. But Northern Virginia Community College has been able to buck this national trend. NVCC's president, Ann Kress, says enrollment increased this year. What did you do to make that happen? We got out $750,000 in emergency aid very quickly. We were able to loan laptops. We turned our parking lots into Wi-Fi hotspots. We also turned individuals who work at our college into what we called remote student support specialists. They reached out to students who might be a little bit missing in action. They let them know about the aid that they would qualify for. They let them know that we were here to help them. On top of the school's efforts, Kress says Virginia's new free community college initiative could have a significant impact on students. The program provides free tuition for low- and middle-income students in high-demand fields, as well as funding for other expenses like transportation and childcare. Don't touch it. Don't touch. That extra help can make a huge difference for students like Fandria Preston. I'm not working right now due to the pandemic, and I'm trying to better myself with a career and to provide for my family in the future. So these funds are going to help me with the child care and utilities and food to put on my table and not to worry about oh, my life will get cut off. And if community colleges cannot hold on to their students, Tom Brock believes the effects could ripple across the labor force. Community colleges largely train healthcare workers, for example. They also train students in careers like construction and welding and other things needed, uh, literally, quite literally, to get the economy humming again. Some worry that even if schools can get students back in class, the average completion rate for community college students is still very low. As of 2019, only 40 percent of two-year college students complete their degree. But for Fandria Preston and Felicia Oscar, they know how important their education is. I wanted my children to see how important education was, and I kind of felt like it was my responsibility as the example and the head of the household to kind of not only say it, but to act it out. I know everyone is going through something. Everyone is. I mean, it is hard, but you have to keep pushing. And they're both confident they won't let a pandemic get in their way. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Hari Srinivasan.